You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Monday, happy Valentine's Day. I hope everybody uh, took care of what they got to get done on a day like today. Uh, Ricky, good morning. Day after the Super Bowl, how you feeling? How initial thoughts of the game? Oh, Tom, I was feeling great, but shit, I just remembered it's Valentine's Day. I got to, uh, oh, I got no. some work to do today. I'm going to be in the doghouse. <laughs> Mr. Last Minute. Atta boy. Always. <laughs> always, always, Tom. <laughs> I actually did a decent job this year. I had everything ordered that I needed to order on whatever Thursday or Friday last week, so I'm feeling like a rock star. You know, though, go to the grocery store. Get some flowers, some strawberries, couple couple steaks for dinner. <laughs> I get it all in one trip. No worries. Beautiful. Um, big game last night. Uh, overall, I think the game was pretty good. Um, we'll just dive right into into thoughts of the game, uh, and we can do the results kind of stuff as well as we go through this. Um, the the game I thought was pretty good. I mean, maybe a, a hair boring if I had to complain. Maybe just a touch boring. Really? A little. I don't know. I mean, it was a close game most of the way, but it just felt, it felt a little boring to me. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like the... Uh competitiveness of the game tom it was pretty much a, a nail biter the whole way through um especially on the Rams side i mean you're at the edge of your seat that entire game almost but is there any let's let's start here tom is there any like key things you you pulled out of that game that are just burning on your brain because i have a couple um number one most importantly is i think the officiating crew was good for eighty percent of that game, and they blew it when they need when it was big. They blew it when the game got big, when all those pass interference and holding calls against the Bengals as the Rams were like in the red zone towards the end of the game. That wow. was horrible. They were some terrible calls, and yeah, like if you're gonna call that all game. Sure, that's fantastic, but you didn't call those all game long, and all of a sudden, now you're throwing flags left and right for holding and pass interference, and I thought that was horrible. 
it's it's tough because I thought there was two like flags that come to my mind. One of them was understandable, but there the one time like on the drive at the end, we'll call it the drive there, where they uh, I think it was like third, I think it was third and goal, and a flag was thrown on Cooper Cup. It was kind of questionable. It was that play over the middle where he was still like a yard away from the red zone. But Tom, I was just thinking to myself. I would not want to be that ref that had to decide whether or not to throw that flag because had that flag not been thrown and it's fourth and goal. Totally different game. Totally game, different yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, the, literally the outcome of the game could have could have potentially been different um, had that flag not been thrown. But it's so tough to pinpoint one play and one call, yep, yep. you know. So, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and, yeah, I totally agree with you. You never know what's going to happen either way. But there was two calls. There was that one, and there was one on the outside uh, of the field on the same drive in the same area that I thought they got bailed out on to. He got called for – the Bengals got called for holding. I don't forget who the receiver was. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't remember. Oh, I, yeah, I think I know. That same drive? Yeah, the same drive. And they basically got two free first downs inside the 20-yard line towards the end of the game, and look, you're not going to stop anybody when you give up two first downs inside the red zone. You're not going to do it. Uh, the last one ultimately gave them, like, first and first and one, or first and goal from the one, I should say, and uh, they were able to punch that in. But I thought the officiating was overall, they stayed out of the game, but for whatever reason on that particular, like, set of six plays, they just threw like three flags. It was so refreshing, though. Almost the whole game, there wasn't really a single flag. It was great. You're right, Tom. Such like that's how football should be. We shouldn't be like getting delays from flags every two or three plays. But the other thing, too, Tom, to note is I really think that the Odell injury shook things up for the Rams because not only did they were they down him they were down to their third string tight end their backup tight end got hurt they couldn't run the ball tom they couldn't get no. a damn yard i mean that was a game where and i'm not going to give too much credit to matthew stafford but he deserves a lot for they needed everything out of him that game and they got it because man like you saw the last drive i mean they the Bengals defense was was really good the whole game and I don't really know I can't say Stafford played a I mean he played a very good game there's no doubt he was there when he needed to be but I mean that one pick that he threw the end zone was horrible the other pick was pretty bad too like he he didn't necessarily play the the best game in the world well the one pick Tom hit that dude's hands uh number 18. Cooper Cup lookalike, who's not nearly as good, oh, whatever his been, name is. Uh, yeah. Stratnik or something? Yeah, something like that. So the one pick hit his hand and, and ended up in the Bengals guy. But the other one was like a punt. He just weaved it to the end zone, and Van Jefferson did nothing to go up and attack um, that ball. He just let it get picked off. But I hear you. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's – 
when you lose a guy like Odell, who as much as people dislike him or however you feel about him, he's an explosive player, Tom. You saw it in the first quarter. And taking him off the field definitely impacted that game. Probably it was closer than probably if he does, doesn't get hurt, I should say. And there was some news about him, uh, his his girlfriend or something having or whatever having a a baby was due today. Oh, I um, saw that. And so he was saying he came out and said, "If I get the call, I'm leaving." So when I saw him go down with an injury, I said, "Oh, this is the perfect. This is him staging it up so he can get the hell out of here." Like he's not just gonna leave; he's gonna air quotes get hurt, right? And uh, but he actually stayed on the sideline the whole game, so my my suspicion was wrong. But oh yeah, he wanted to play. He was crying. He I actually gained some respect for Odell just in terms of like a competitor. Like, mm-hmm. You could just see how bad he wanted that win with everything he's been through. You know, I like seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So overall, pretty good game. Steady pick system had the uh, the power play. On, yep, that's what we're calling them now, the power play. I love it. On the Rams' money line, that worked out nicely. Uh, Ricky, I believe, I don't know if any of us really did all that good with all these props and everything. Um, I I didn't do great with the props, Tom, but I had a big day because the Super Bowl yep. thirteen to one cashed, and I also took Bengals plus seven and a half, and I successfully middled this game for three and a half units. So uh, I covered my my prop damage, I should say. But yeah, we we did not deliver you, Donnie, and I on the props. And I kind of got the absolute worst of this in every which way because I had a ticket, the Bengals twenty to one to win the Super Bowl back before the playoffs started or right there about. Um, I had a 20 to one ticket on them. So, and I had a good number on Rams th- minus three and a half. Neither of those come through, right? Um, just tough. I think Cooper Cup's longest reception was like 26 yards or something. So just didn't get over that. Uh, the opening kickoff, that stunk. I was looking for the return. Oh, I meant Not to break to your back. balls about that. That damn kickoff. And this line... <laughs> it goes right into the end zone. Ricky, this line, I bet it at 145. It closed at minus 120. There was so much steam on this. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was cracking up that first play. I I didn't end up uh, like getting any action on that, but I was really like <laughs> interested to see the outcome. When that, that happens tough. right away, you know it's going to struggle, but McPherson over one and a half field goals. That was great. Mixon under receiving yards. We were all over that. And, um, again, even on the, I, I feel like I had a pretty unlucky week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think we had the worst of, we got the worst of the variants here because on the PGA tour, we had Patrick Cantlay who just didn't want to win the damn tournament. Oh my gosh, Tom. He must've missed three putts going down the stretch when he could have Easily finish this off in regulation, if you will. So I actually, I, when that ended, when like when Scotty Scheffler 
finished the 18th hole and didn't get the birdie, so the playoff was like announced mm-hmm. between him and Cantley. That's when where I was switched over to the Super Bowl. So I actually didn't see the playoff. Was it like I know Scheffler won, but he had opportunities, Cantley? Oh no, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't, didn't see it either. I didn't watch it. I turned it off. I was disgusted because Cantley coming down the 16th, 17th, 18th hole in his round, he missed two. F- Six foot putts, eh? Maybe, yeah. Six foot putts. He missed two of them for birdies. Uh, on oh, eighteen was bad. 18. eighteen was really. He looked horrified. He's like wiggling his feet. They're like, "Is he gonna hit this?" <laughs> oh, he's resetting, though. resetting, and he's just shuffling, 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 and he hits a ball that's literally a foot. He, it was a six foot putt. He hit it a foot short. Unbelievable. He was so fidgety. I, I was that normal. Like is he always like that, or was that I nerves? Th- I I don't know. It was nerves, but I I I mean, he's a great player. How could he have nerves like that? I mean, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, he did that same thing pretty much every hole. Yeah, the thing is, too, Tom, to give you a little bit of props because you did you had a very unlucky week having that. Uh, you had John Rahm to win at like fourteen to one or something. But mm-hmm. to note to the viewers. A couple things, or the listeners, sorry. One, Patrick Cantley was a player that both you and I were adamant on. You must have a, a bet on. I ended up taking him top five. Yep. You took him top five and to win. But, Tom, of the three or four tournaments that you have been using this model for, you've almost hit the winner in all of them. Because, uh, so, Cantley blew it yesterday. The one guy, what's his name? Uh, last week, Power, Seamus Power, Seamus blew Power. it bad. You and had him. we were and against him. We were against him this week to miss the cut. That was our pretty much our one of our only winning bets in the on the tour today. Uh, this weekend was him who to miss the cut. Who was the first winner you hit like a few weeks ago? Cam Davis, Cam or Cam Smith? Cam Smith. Cam, Cam Smith. Smith. Yeah. Don't even. Uh, that was disrespectful, Tom. Cashed <laughs> you a ticket. <laughs> but no, but the, so I guess what I'm getting at is it seems like we're getting pretty good results from that, you know, just in general in terms of like where there's where there's value at the even the the winners. So the thing whatever. with the golf is you got to we got to adjust this a little bit because I look on what I posted and again, we just had way too many winners. Like we had guys that played well. Martin Laird played fantastic um played really well luke list played great russell henley was uh, uh he wasn't no he he i don't think he played that well seems power to miss the cut that was great putnam just missed the cut hideki played really really nicely we we had him to win daniel berger played terrible don't get me started with him but you know a lot of these guys that we had to win they played really good golf uh this week and just didn't get it done. So, do you know one one more question? Of golf. Mm-hmm. Where was Thigala or whatever? Thigala. Uh, the Thigala. Where was Thigala in that model? Because and Tom, I like that guy. He's got me too. He's got some spunk to him. Yeah, I was I was finding myself rooting for him. I really liked him. I really did. I think he played really well considering. You know, all things considered. Agreed. Where he's a rookie, first time there, all that stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. let's see here. I might not really have much information on him because one of those guys that's like a rookie that there he is, the gala. Oh my gosh. Yeah, not not somebody I ever would have looked at. Okay. Like no I'm shot just curious. Would I have looked at him. Yeah, maybe he was like middle of the pack even within it, but Dude, how how absolutely um, electric is that event in general? I could have done. Like, did you watch throughout the weekend? I did, and I really could have done without the the beer being tossed on the hole in one, like the cans. Oh my gosh, Ricky! Tom. It's I. I mean, I'm just saying, I could have maybe. I like the concept it. Behind it, yes, I love it. I love it. I love the concept. I love the energy. I love the screaming, cheering, like, while they're hitting, all the yelling. Yeah, like, just cheering like it's an event, like a football game. I love that. No, and the waste, too. Like, that they're repurposing that waste. Like, that's why they're encouraging people to throw it on because they're taking all that trash, and there's, like, a whole thing behind it, too. Uh, was, I don't know. <laughs> She's not buying it. I don't She's know if I buy it. that. I'm telling you, though. You're telling the me. environment. They encouraged, yes, please throw your half-full beer cans and whatever else you got there, throw them on down so we can pick them all up and recycle them. Yeah, it's the waste oh, management open. I know that. And then but... they buy more drinks, Tom. It's it's a cash cow. They just – you keep throwing them, you keep buying them. <laughs> I get all that. <laughs> it works out well. I'm just saying uh, I just maybe it was just a little, a little cringe, I think. Like Ugh. a thousand beer cans end up all over the course and all these poor volunteers that are running around trying to clean up. Like, it's just a little like, eh, was that necessary? Could we cheer a different way or something? Like, eh. That's so interesting though, Tom, that there's so like, because like I thought that was absolutely electric and golf needed, not so much the beer throwing, but more just like the way the fans were reacting Agreed. to you know, and one my one quick theory here. I want to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think they should have a course that is entirely built like hole sixteen, like a stadium around. Like think about a a major where every mm-hmm. single hole is like that. How insane would that be? Ridiculous. Be ridiculous. I need it. I need it. That's interesting. Something to think about. And I do like that because. Uh... There's no doubt that energy and that excitement and all of that is good for the game of golf. There's no doubt. Yep. Like, no doubt. We agree there. But, uh, yeah, the beer cans all over the course, those poor volunteers having to walk around with those trash bags and try and pick it up, fix the bunker. and uh, (laughs) It was a a lot of beers. It was a lot of beers. But, hey, man, maybe we shouldn't hit so many hole-in-ones. Yeah, I think there was uh that would have been a fun bet. Will there be a hole in one on sixteen? Because talk about just sitting there, Tom, throughout the day watching everybody tee off and you finally get it. Oh it's yeah, fun. Awesome. Um, so once the numbers and odds are out for next week, which is a the Genesis is next week, or this week I should say, really, really good tournament. I'm sure the numbers for that will be up today or tomorrow. We'll go ahead and work them all out. 
see what's important, see what we need to do. And um, we'll certainly be sharing that on Wednesday, as we always do. And the goal this time is going to be no picking maybe one or two winner winners and try and find some matchups with the guys that I like. Try and find some top 20s or top 40s even for the really long shots that we like. Like if we took that, um, if we had taken some of these guys, top, tw- top 20, top 30, top 40, we'd have done really well. Martin Laird, Luke List. But at the same Billy time, Billy was one of the you guys. Were, you were a botched putt away from a 14 unit gain or seven unit because it was a half unit. Yep. But so you're doing well with the winners. Don't get, don't back off too much until you're way off because yeah. you've been right there every week. Very good. Appreciate that. Um, so all things, all, all things considered, I wasn't thrilled with my weekend. Little disappointing. I feel like I just got the shaft every which way between Cantlay and the Bengals future and the Rams minus three and a half and just like every which way that that could have gone wrong felt like it did this weekend. And um that's okay. That's all right. Speaking of getting the shaft, <clears throat> quick UFC note here, Tom. Fucking Derek Lewis. Real quick. Oh, the shoey. I swear. Every time I bet on Derek Lewis, he loses. Every time I bet against Derek Lewis, he wins. I've never seen anything like it. I, I got to be over 10 in Derek Lewis's <laughs> last 10 fights. It's insane, Tom. It's insane. Well, now you're doing a shoey, Ricky. Hey, I'm a man of my word. I, I will do that shoey. I, uh, yeah, I guess you'll, you'll have to let me know what, what mustache Sean's thinking, and I'll get it done. I don't but, even think the fight ended. Before he was texting me, calling me, saying, "Hey, Ricky's doing a shoey. Let's get that going." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do my shoey for sure. Um, it sucks too, because you know I wanted to root for Ty, but with the odds, how could I not take Derek Lewis there? You know, with what he was giving me. So I've got some. Yo, know, yeah, you have to make that bet every time. Every time. Yep. I have some. Uh, that right there is a plus EV bet. I have a question about the logistics of a shoey. If you'll entertain me for a moment. Of course. How does the beer not fall out of like the the sides of the shoe? You know, like Well, a, a well shoe made is shoe, not like Tom. A, yeah, but shouldn't. really? You don't have any shoes that have like any mesh on the side or something where it might just kind of leak? I'm not really a mesh shoe guy. But like, the, I see what you mean. Like the like running shoes, how they're kind of like have that. Yeah, I think about the uh, Nikes with the with the, you know, with the cloth top and sides. I have the answer to your question. The shoey, you know, if you pour the beer into the shoe and you sit there for ten minutes and let it sit, <laughs> it's gonna go through. The shoey's meant to pour and shoey, and within that small amount of time, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> You know what? I just didn't even think. You know, I'd imagined. Uh, I imagined you sitting around sipping on this thing. No, you got to take it to the face. <laughs> just throw it back. Very good. Um, yeah, we'll we'll arrange that. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I, you know, Ricky's gonna have to find a day where he's ready for that. But a nice uh, Bud Light or Bush Light or something, you can take that down. No problem. That'll bring yep. you back, Ricky. Yeah, 
It will. It will. <laughs> um. Okay. Tennis picks, hockey picks. What would you like first? Give me the hockey first. I knew you were gonna say that. I like tennis at the end. At the very, 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 very end. <laughs> All right. The hockey picks have been good, Tom. So, what do we got? All right, let's pull this up. I lost it. You're gonna have to give me a second. I, you know, I really don't like how you get signed out of. Uh... Okay, well, two things here. Uh, points bet. Points bet is in PA. I don't know if we talked about this on Friday. Do you remember if we did? We did. We did. We did. I'm getting worried about you, Tom. This memory. I know. Ugh. Getting old. It's just too much Too much on my head. Too much on my mind all the time. <laughs> um, points bet is really, really good. I like points bet a lot, truthfully. Um, I think the odds are pretty good. You could do the actual points bet betting, which is kind of scary, but fun to, to experiment with a little bit. What does that mean? Um, points so, bet betting. So it's it's what they were like founded on, where you win or lose money depending on how much your team covers or loses by. So if you bet the Bengals, you know, or the Rams minus three and a half, and they lose by thirty, you lose a shit ton of money. Wow, I did not know that. You can set limits and stuff, but yeah, it's like if they and if they kill them. If it's minus three and they win by thirty, you win a lot more. So it's Do you like, have to opt into that, or is that like they offer normal bets too? Correct? Oh yeah, it's you have to go into a separate like tab to find that. Like you can't mistakenly bet that. It's very, it's much more complicated. But you know, I, I'd love to ask somebody who's kind of looked at that and said, okay, these are like plus these can be plus EV bets, or they cannot be. Like maybe the hold on the book side is just a lot to where it doesn't necessarily make sense. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know to be honest, but, um, it's a pretty cool concept anyway. Well, welcome to PA points, bud. all right, the play for hockey today is going to be the Maple Leafs and the Seattle Kraken under one and a half. First period goals. First period total under one and a half. That's plus 110 on that uh, price. And, you know, the Maple Leafs are a very over-ish team. Historically, throughout the season, they're, you know, what's this, 25 and 16 and one on the over this season. Wow. However, the Kraken are a big-time under team. There are way more, uh, you know, more of these first-period totals go over than under. So if you, the real way to find value on these totals is to find opportunities where the under is a little bit inflated, and that was this, right? Like, plus 110 is a really good price. Come back the other way for the under, one and a half. Uh, the Kraken are very good on the under, especially at home. Um, let's see if I can get that pulled up for you. Seattle Kraken. Yep, you think about it. They're 12 and 14 on the under at home, which is positive units, positive like three units. 
um, which is important because again, the under is priced a lot different than than the over, right? The under is always plus money. Last ten, the Kraken are three and seven. Seven and three to the under. It's good for like five units. Seven and three. Um, so Kraken under first period total. That's that's what I like tonight for hockey. Love it. One just one play. Um, yep, just one play in, in the NHL. That's the only play. We're going a unit on that. Okay. And Tom, so I got a play for us as well today over in the NBA and what I will be doing, for the record, too, now that the NFL is done and I can invest my time elsewhere, I'll be diving headfirst into the NBA, Tom. Uh, I know Donnie's holding it down in college hoops. Mm-hmm. You got us covered in a lot of the other sports. So I'm going to really try and bring value to the group through the NBA from here on out. Um, Love it. Tonight, I got to play. It's going to be in the Sacramento Kings and Brooklyn Nets game. This is going to sound gross back in a team that's lost like 10 games in a row, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to grab the four points with the Brooklyn Nets. They have been so bad against the spread at home, Tom. They're 6-20 and 20 that we're at the point where I feel like regression is due the other way here where they can't continue to be this bad. If you just auto fade this team every time they play at home, you'd be a really wealthy man. I just, I don't know. I I think it's going to start to swing for the nets starting tonight, potentially Um, worth noting. No Kyrie Irving because it's in Brooklyn. No Kevin Durant, no Ben Simmons. So the big names, none of them are going to be there, but it's okay. Team's got plenty of talent on the roster. The Kings, Tom, they're kind of like a newly formed group now. They made a lot of trades. So uh, we're going to look for the Nets to get back on track and take a four-point cushion. Interesting. Um, Yeah, it's kind of weird looking at that. Look at the Nets plus four, thinking, you know, the Nets has four-point dogs to the Sacramento Kings, like it just seems crazy. Um, but no, sound reasoning. I really like that. Again, against the grain a little bit. Is four the best number in the market? You know, I'm looking right now, actually. I just pulled out my phone and I'm pulling up an odds tracker too. So I do see some four and a halves. So Bet Rivers has a four and a half at 109. Bet Rivers, four and a half, 110. I like Bet. I mean, BetMGM yep. is the one ten. I like BetMGM more, so I'm gonna just grab the four and a half at BetMGM. Very nice. Um, That'll be the play. That's great. That's fantastic. Really like that. Again, shopping for the best numbers half the battle. If you always get the, you could give me any bet on any given night, and as long as you got the best number available, we'll take it. It's a good bet. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, don't be afraid to back the Brooklyn Nets without their stars. If anything, this is a night where you can get value on them because everyone knows none of those guys are in. So it's we don't have that Kevin Durant and Brooklyn Nets inflation. You know, it's uh, it's actually a really good spot. I feel good about this full unit, Tom. Full unit. Awesome. Um, remember, we were talking about some futures tickets for divisions and stuff. 
in the NBA. Yep. Um, I just wanted to see how we're doing. Sixers are now minus 300. We had plus 110. Uh, Cavs are plus, Cavaliers are plus 250. That's about where we had them. Nuggets plus 700. I think they kind of are missing the boat there. Um, They're getting their guys back. Uh, Murray and Porter are expected to come back in probably after the All-Star break, Tom. But that's a team in the second half of the season put a big highlight on them they should be much better yeah they're gonna have to uh yeah they're gonna have to really really turn it around um but i think those were the big ones that that we talked about so good stuff all around there figured i'd bring that up while we're on the nba yep the uh the other futures tom all of them all the nfl stuff has officially either cashed or not cashed too so uh, if anybody wants to go take a look at all of our like NFL props, this is probably one of the last days they'll be on the website where you can see them all before they uh, cash in or Very cash nice. out for the red ones. And, yeah, but NFL season to forget for me. Uh, very good one for you. So very nice. Very nicely done. Appreciate it, my man. It's been a, it's been a good year for sure. Okay. Tennis picks. Tennis picks. We are plus in the 2022 calendar year. We're plus a three, maybe three and a half units. I could pull it up and look, but, you know, a modest gain, if you will, in the tennis world so far. Um, and that's good. You know, we'll take it. Dubai. WTA Dubai is where they are where they are playing this week into next week. Huh. The first play that I have, I think I have two plays. And the one I'm not so sure I like anymore, the market has really, really moved against me on this one. And that's going to be Patrick Kvitova. At minus like 105. Camille Georgie's become a big time favorite, like minus 140. Um, so that makes me a little bit nervous. But I still like Kavitova. The numbers check out. So we'll go ahead and take Kavitova minus 105 is the play we're going to take with her. Petra Kavitova over Camille Georgie. Do these uh, tennis lines move a lot, Tom? Um, Generally? I think they do. Yeah, personally. Hmm. I do. Okay, just just curious, you know, women's tennis, how much these babies are <laughs> moving around. <laughs> yeah, I think pretty substantially at times. So, um, And it's a good indicator because, you know, Joe Schmo's not watching women's tennis, so the line movements are significant to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. Second play for today. This one starts very soon, about a half an hour from now. So if you hear this, it might just be too late. But Corey Goff, Coco Goff, plus 106. That's at points bet against Jesse Pagula. Against Jesse Pagula. Corey Goff's, Coco Goff's hardcore numbers are just bananas. And so are Pagula's. These two have the sleepy good hardcore numbers 
overall, though, I think Coco's serve numbers are going to get it done for her here. So they're significantly better than Pagula. Their return numbers are pretty darn close. I think there's some value with Coco at a plus price. So plus 106, Corey Goff against Jesse Pagula. Okay, okay. Uh, before you give your next pick, Tom, I got to ask you one more thing I forgot. Mm-hmm. Halftime show. What do you think? And a uh, Super Bowl. Oh, that was all the tennis picks, by the way. But, um, oh, gosh. I mean, I think it was probably the best halftime show I can remember or for a long, long time. Would I say it was amazing either way? No. But I think it was the best halftime show we've had in in potentially 10 years. Wow. No, I agree. I thought uh, I really enjoyed it. I was curious to get some feedback from everyone else, but I, I thought it was a really, like, great show. I thought they chose, like, a really uh, awesome, like, they even brought 50 Cent was in there too and uh like it, it was kind of like our generation they threw back to a lot of our stuff you know so it was cool it was cool it was really cool and maybe i mean 50 cent was awesome there's a guy named anderson pack and oh i know him. you know him. very talented oh yeah he's out there playing the playing the drums anderson pack tom he's that dude. my guy he's my guy they say he's like the best point guard in music that he can just dish it out. That he can make it, you know, he's like one of those guys that you just want in the room. I, I've heard a lot of stories about him. Uh, legend wow. in the industry. Yeah. I mean, his stuff that he does, he plays the drums. He plays over his music. He plays the guitar. He plays like he plays over his music again. He plays every single instrument that you hear in his music and then goes over top of it again and sings. It's just fantastic. Um, he's one of my, truthfully, one of my favorite artists in the last, like, five years. So to see him, like, banging on the drums there was, like, really cool. He's a he's an L.A. native, so ah, didn't surprise me to see him over there. But um, just really, really cool. I saw him out of the corner of my eyes. And, it's freaking Anderson Pack. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got to love that. And Snoop, so smooth, Tom. So smooth. I just love Snoop Dogg. His he was so good, but uh, I gotta I gotta watch it one more time. I know. I, now that I think back and reflect on it, maybe it was better than I, you know, because it, it was just honestly it was short. It felt short, but I think it was because I enjoyed it. That it felt like usually when you're painfully struggling through like some of these other halftime shows we've had recently. It's been some bad ones. Yeah, there's been some bad ones. Ricky, the last thing I have to ask you before we wrap up the show here, as we wrap up the show potentially, mm-hmm. is the 2023 Super Bowl outright winner markets are posted everywhere. Is there any team you're looking to potentially get behind as like a, I don't know, is there any bet here to be made right now? Oh, I love this question. Um, One sticks me- out to me, but... Tom, by the way, when I placed the Rams futures ticket on May 10th on Wake Up and Wager, for anyone, we have a loyal listener who brought this to my attention. 
We talked about all kinds of stuff that episode in the futures market for this NFL season. And it was really interesting to hear some of the takes we had a year back now that you can like reflect on how the season actually went. So anybody who like just might be a fun thing to do, but tell me who sticks out to you while I look at the list and think about this. Okay. Who sticks out to me potentially is some team like the Minnesota Vikings. And again, this early, you can't bet towards the top of the board and you've got to say, okay, I can get a 40 to one, 50 to one. What needs to happen in order for this to work? So of course, Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving again. We, we did that lot this season with Rodgers, thinking he might go. It didn't work out for us. Rodgers potentially even that division is going to be wide open. I, I think so something mm-hmm. like the Vikings at 40 to one with a defense that's, you know, mostly championship ready. A team with a lot of vets, a, a very good team besides the quarterback, which always holds them back. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers leaves and maybe they can find themselves a serviceable quarterback around the league a little bit better than what they have now and see if they can get it done. I think that's a very interesting 40 to 1. I'm not betting this. I'm just trying to talk through some that catch my eye. Oh, that that makes sense. I, you know, the Packers actually catch my eye. They're like eighth or seventh on this list. The reason being, Tom, similar thought process to you, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. And from some of the reports I've read, the Green Bay Packers are prepared to load up this roster and go all in similar to how the Rams did this year for Aaron Rodgers. And I think he just he's kind of realized that that's his easiest path staying in a in the NFC, a below average division, rather than going to the AFC with Mahomes and Josh Allen and now Burrow and all these teams. Um, so Packers plus 1,600 is one for me. And another one, this might sound insane, especially this early on, but the Seattle Seahawks, if Russell Wilson stays and – Pete Carroll, if they bring this group back and are aggressive in free agency the way they're expected to be, I think that's a team that could, you can buy really low right now that could definitely get back on track next year to being like an elite team. So those would be my two, Tom, that, you know, I don't want to touch anyone at the top of the list. My two wild cards there. No, I really like that. Both sound reasoning. You just have to draw out the path for these guys or for these teams rather like what's the path of them potentially getting it done i think you drew that out perfectly for those two teams be can't wait man till next year already steady picks radio wake up and wager thank you for joining us every monday as always we back tomorrow morning a lot of tennis we'll have to find something else to fill the void with no nfl but we will do just that Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah,